Modern World History Patterns of Interaction Chapter 6, Section 3, The Enlightenment Spreads Setting the Stage The philosophes' view about society often got them in trouble. In France, it was illegal to criticize either the Catholic Church or the government. Many philosophes landed in jail or were exiled. Voltaire, for example, experienced both punishments. Nevertheless, the Enlightenment spread throughout Europe with the help of books, magazines, and word, word of mouth. In time, Enlightenment ideas influenced everything from the artistic world to the royal courts across the continent. A World of Ideas In the 1700s, Paris was the cultural and intellectual capital of Europe. Young people from around Europe, and also from the Americas, came to study, philosophize, and enjoy the culture of the bustling city. The brightest minds of the age gathered here. From their circles radiated the ideas of the Enlightenment. The buzz of Enlightenment ideas was most intense in the mansions of several wealthy women in Paris. There, in their large drawing rooms, these hostesses held regular social gatherings called salons. At these events, philosophers, writers, artists, scientists, and other great intellectuals met to discuss ideas. Diderot's Encyclopedia the most influential of the salon hostesses in Voltaire's time was Maria Therese Geoffrin. She helped finance the project of a leading philosophe named Denis Diderot. Diderot created a large set of books to which many leading scholars of Europe contributed articles and essays. He called it Encyclopedia and began publishing the first volumes in 1751. The Enlightenment views expressed in the article soon angered both the French government and the Catholic Church. Their censors banned the work. They said it undermined royal authority, encouraged a spirit of revolt, and fostered, quote, moral corruption, irreligion, and unbelief, end quote. Nonetheless, Diderot continued publishing his encyclopedia. The salons and the encyclopedia helped spread Enlightenment ideas to educated people all over Europe. Enlightenment ideas also eventually spread through newspapers, pamphlets, and even political songs. Enlightenment ideas about government and equality attracted the attention of growing, literate middle class, which could afford to buy many books and support the work of artists. New Artistic Style The Enlightenment ideals of order and reason were reflected in the arts music, literature, paintings, and architecture. Neoclassical style emerges. European art of the 1600s and the early 1700s had been dominated by a style called Baroque, which was characterized by a grand, ornate design. Baroque styles could be seen in elaborate places such as Versailles and numerous paintings. Under the influence of the Enlightenment, styles began to change. Artists and architects worked in a simple and elegant style that barred ideas and themes from classical Greece and Rome. The artistic style of the late 1700s is therefore called neoclassical or neoclassical. Changes in music and literature. Music styles also changed to reflect Enlightenment ideals. 
The music scene in Europe had been dominated by such composers as Johann Sebastian Bach of Germany and George Friedrich Handel of England. These artists wrote dramatic organ and choral music. During the Enlightenment, a new, lighter, and more elegant style of music, known as classical, emerged. Three composers in Vienna, Austria, rank among the greatest figures of the classical period in music. They were Franz Josef Haydn, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, and Ludwig von Beethoven. Writers in the 18th century also developed new styles and forms of literature. A number of European authors began writing novels, which are lengthy works of prose fiction. Their works had carefully crafted plots, used suspense, and explored characters' thoughts and feelings. These books were popular with a wide middle-class audience who liked the entertaining stories written in everyday language. Writers, included many, writers including many women turned out a flood of popular novels in the 1700s. Samuel Richardson's Pamela is often considered the first true English novel. It tells the story of a young servant girl who refuses the advances of her master. Another English masterpiece, Tom Jones, by Henry Fielding, tells the story of an orphan who travels all over England to win the hand of his lady. Enlightenment and Monarchy From the salons, artist studios, and concerts halls of Europe, the Enlightenment spirit also swept through Europe's royal courts. Many philosophers, including Voltaire, believed that the best form of government was a monarchy in which the ruler respected the people's rights. The philosophers tried to convince monarchs to rule justly. Some monarchs embraced the new ideas and made reforms that reflected the Enlightenment spirit. They became known as enlightened despots. Despot means absolute ruler. The enlightened despots supported the philosophers' ideas, but they also had no intention of giving up any power. The changes they made were motivated by two desires. They wanted to make their country stronger and their own rule more effective. The foremost of Europe's enlightened despots were Frederick II of Prussia, Holy Roman Emperor Joseph II of Austria, and Catherine the Great of Russia. Frederick the Great Frederick II, the King of Prussia from 1740 to 1786, committed himself to reforming Prussia. He granted many religious freedoms, reduced censorship, and improved education. He also reformed the justice system and abolished the use of torture. However, Frederick's changes only went so far. For example, he believed that serfdom was wrong, but he did nothing to end it since he needed the support of the wealthy landowners. As a result, he never tried to change the existing social order. Perhaps Frederick's most important contribution was his attitude towards being king. He called himself, quote, the first servant of the state, end quote. From the beginning of his reign, he made it clear that his goal was to serve and strengthen his country. This attitude was clearly one that appealed to the philosophers. Joseph II. The most radical royal reformer was Joseph II of Austria. The son and successor of Maria Teresa, Joseph II ruled Austria from 1780 to 1790. He introduced legal reforms and freedom of the press. He also supported freedom of worship, even for Protestants, Orthodox Christians, and Jews. In his most radical reform, 
Joseph abolished serfdom in order that the peasants be paid for their labor with cash. Not surprisingly, the nobles firmly resisted this change. Like many of Joseph's reforms, it was undone after his death. Catherine the Great The ruler most admired by the philosophes was Catherine II, known as Catherine the Great. She ruled Russia from 1762 to 1796. The well-educated empress read the works of philosophes and exchanged many letters with Voltaire. She ruled with absolute authority, but sought to reform Russia. In 1767, Catherine formed a commission to review Russia's laws. She presented it with a brilliant proposal for reforms based on the ideas of Montesquieu and Beccaria. Among other changes, she recommended allowing religious toleration and abolishing torture and capital punishment. Her commission, however, accomplished none of these lofty goals. Catherine eventually put in place limited reforms, but she did little to improve the life of the Russian peasants. Her views about Enlightenment ideas changed after a, after a massive uprising of the serfs in 1773. With great brutality, Catherine's armies crushed the rebellion. Catherine had previously favored an end to serfdom. However, the revolt convinced her that she needed the nobles' support to keep her throne. Therefore, she gave nobles absolute power over the serfs. As a result, Russian serfs lost their last traces of freedom. Catherine expands Russia. Peter the Great, who ruled Russia in the early 1700s, had fought for years to win a port on the Baltic Sea. Likewise, Catherine sought access to the Black Sea. In two wars with the Ottoman Turks, her armies finally won control of the northern shore of the Black Sea. Russia also gained the right to send ships through Ottoman-controlled straits, leading from the Black Sea to the Mediterranean Sea. Catherine also expanded her empire westward into Poland. In Poland, the king was relatively weak, and independent nobles held the most power. The three neighboring powers, Russia, Prussia, and Austria, each tried to assert their influence over the country. In 1772, these land-hungry neighbors each took a piece of Poland in what is called the First Partition of Poland. In further partitions, in 1793 and 1795, they grabbed up the rest of Poland's territories. With these partitions, Poland disappeared as an independent country for more than a century. By the end of her remarkable reign, Catherine had vastly enlarged the Russian Empire. Meanwhile, as Russia was becoming an international power, another great power, Britain, faced a challenge from its North American colonies. Inspired by Enlightenment ideas, colonial leaders decided to do the unthinkable, break away from their ruling country, and found an independent republic. <laughs>